This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Father's Day. And we've said it many, many times. we we got to hear more Luther. We just can't wait for him when the end of the college basketball happens. In <laughs> one shiny moment. We need to hear Luther as much as we possibly can. Yeah. And on this Father's Day, as we get ready to bring on our special guest, we say to you... Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a special Father's Day good morning to you fine folks in Stonecrest. Stonecrest? Yeah, I thought you didn't expect me to say them this morning. No, you say Stonecrest. But we but, all know the community out there and the, the, uh, the new Black Wall Street and Stonecrest Mall and all the things that are out in that, that part of uh, DeKalb County. There, there you go. That yeah. little nugget there. See, our guest would be impressed that you just whipped that out. He, he doesn't know that I just mentioned a city to reach out to those people, make a connection, and you have all manner of little nuggets from that community. And you, by the way, didn't know I was going to be bringing up said community. And you just come out with stuff. That's I, great. I don't know if you'd be impressed with that. I think he is. Well, I let's ask him as we bring him <laughs> <That's> on. <good. laughs> oh, folks, uh, as always, on, on, uh, on Mother's Day and Father's Day, we try to get some of the great sports uh, parents from our area, especially when we get to see the young people uh, perform before us. And uh, Michael Harris the second is certainly – I've been a delight to see him um, blossom as a member of the Atlanta Braves and thought it would be a good chance to uh, check in with his father. So welcome to Sports Radio 929 The Game. Mr. Michael Harris, good morning. Morning, sir. Happy Father's Day to you. Uh, Good morning. Happy Father's Day to everyone out there. My goodness. How's everybody doing this morning? We're we're doing wonderful, but you got to be doing great. Um, My goodness. What is this Father's Day like for you? Because you're a baseball player yourself, but what is this Father's Day like to – to see this young man do what he's doing with the hometown team. Really, there's no words can explain this. I've been so jubilant since since he got called up, and just seeing my son live his dream, it makes me so proud. Is he? Is okay. Now you play, he plays. What has he got from your game that makes you smile when you see it? Whether it's been with the Braves or as you watched him come up, something that he does, he goes, oh, "No, he got that from me." What is it about his game that you you see was you? Uh, pretty much his his athleticism, definitely that. His calmness in the at the plate. Uh, Speed. I'm just so I, I'm overwhelmed. I, I can't even get it out. I'm just so overwhelmed. <laughs> that's okay. That's, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I'm just trying to explain because I haven't seen him play this much 
and I just don't know what to say about this kid. I'm just impressed every day I see him. Well, let me ask you, you know, that. Our growth in the ground. Oh. oh, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. Along the lines, because you talked about not seeing him for a while. Well, we know there was a period where you didn't see him. He wasn't on a team, and that was what was going on during the pandemic. And I would imagine at that point, maybe he needed some knowledge from his father about, you know, persevering and sticking to it. You knew he was going to get back on the field. But during that time when the pandemic shut everything down and he wasn't on the field, talk about some of the conversations and the way you kept him focused. Uh. Pretty much, I just uh, told him, just do only what you can do. Just go out and work hard every day in the offseason. And I just want to thank Marquise Griss and them for, during the pandemic, they really stepped up and came out and helped him and gave him a place to get out and work out. That was a really, really inspirational thing that Marquise did and his association. So that really helped him. So along with me, Marquise, uh, Marvin Freeman, Antonio Grissom, all those guys, Lou, Lou Collier, they were the godsend to us during the pandemic. So I owe a lot of credit to those guys. Look, we're spending some time on this Father's Day uh, morning on the WaitForIt.com hotline. We're hearing from Mr. Michael Harris, the son of Michael Harris II, who is starting in center field for your Atlanta Braves, our world champion Atlanta Braves. I, you know, I, and all that's going on, and he joins this team we talked about what the day was like for us when we found out he had gotten the call. The press conference was around 1230, and he's on the field around 3. It seemed like it happened so fast for us watching. What was it like for you and your family? Oh, that was a crazy night. Uh, me and my wife had just gotten to the bed. I had to be to work at 530 that Saturday morning. And Michael calls, calls my phone and says, Dad, are you sleeping? I said, yes. Then he tells me to hold on. Then all of a sudden, my wife's phone's ringing. She's laying next to me. It's Michael. So he has both of us on the phone. He said, hey, how are you guys doing? We said, we're okay. We're just in the bed sleeping. <laughs> then he asked, uh, I, need, I need you guys to pick me up from the airport in the morning. And we said, for what? You coming up to Gwinnett? He says, no, higher. And I said, Mike, stop playing. I'm in the bed sleep." <laughs> And then his wife, and my mom, my, excuse me, my wife says, well, I'll pick you up in the morning. I said, well, you pick him up, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> then I laid down about two, three minutes. I thought about it. I said, he's for real. I said, I'm not going to work in the morning. I'm picking my son up at the airport. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're heading up the truest part. I was like, it was like travel ball. I'm dropping him off like we're going to travel ball. I'm following him around the locker room. I was just devastated. So, <laughs> it, it was a whirlwind. It happened so fast. Now, as, as, here we are today. As, as great as that story was, my thought went to this: when you realized that he was serious, I ain't going to work. What was that call like? So, who did you call and tell somebody, "I ain't coming into work today. My kid's playing for the Braves." <laughs> well, actually, I didn't call my child because uh, it was off day, holiday. I mean, overtime day, so I didn't have to call in. But uh, my wife got on the phone and started calling everybody. And I called a couple of guys, and I couldn't sleep the rest of the night. So I know it was late, so a lot of people sleep. I just started texting. So I didn't get a lot of calls in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my wife did. She she was on it. Mr. Harris, he comes, on, on, it. 
He plays in that very first game, starts in center field, uh, making great plays there, gets his first hit, and he's had to make some adjustments. Talk about how, how he grasped and has, and, and has learned uh, along the way because he's made an adjustment with his batting stance. Yes, I was watching the game. I said, okay, he's been up, had his hands up high for so long. And then one day I cut the TV. I said, oh, his hands lowered. I wonder if he done that or did the team do that? But uh, whatever it is, he's doing whatever it takes to get the job done. And I'm just proud of him. So he, he'll he try anything to keep keep going. So whatever it takes, he's been willing to do. I'm <laughs> proud of him that, for that. On this Father's Day, Michael Harris joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. we got a question from our producer, Eric Slaughter. Hey, Mr. Harris, um, as the listeners out, tell some of the listeners, uh, who did Michael idolize growing up? Was it all Braves fans? Who did he model his game after and things like that? Uh, pretty much he was a Ken Griffey fan, uh, Jason Hayward, and uh, one of his favorite in- – Ender Enciarte was one of his favorite players for the break. Now that you get – Also uh, – oh, excuse me. No, no, go ahead. Finish your answer. Finish your answer, sir. Yeah, I was going to say also Marvin Freeman from the pitching side. He liked working with Marvin Freeman. He used to watch him. Uh, who else was it? Tom Glavin. All, pretty much all the Braves. What I want Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Yes. All, all the great stuff. I'm sorry I keep stepping on you here because we have so many questions we want to get you before we let you go here. Uh, I want okay. to get your thoughts on, you know, with, this has been a back and forth with, with families, with parents of, of, of young athletes in, uh, in sports. Did he play just one sport? Were you pushing him to play other sports as they were coming up? There's a, there's a big conversation about, well, you know, at a certain age, you're just going to play baseball. Or there are other parents who feel like, no, they can – you know, they should play basketball. They should play football. They should play multiple sports as they come up. What was your thoughts on that? Uh, he pretty much played all all the sports. Uh, he stopped playing football at the age of 12 and stopped playing basketball at the age of 15. But one thing I wanted him to continue doing playing football, he used to be a field goal kicker, and he could actually do it. I just say, go out there and do that. You don't have to run out there and tackle, hit, just go out there and kick field goals. And the high school coach tried to get him to come out there. He just said, no, I'm, I'm strictly baseball now. So I stuck with that, and here we are today. Was, was, was that Coach Witt down to Stockbridge? Yes, sir. <laughs> coach Witt tried to get him out in the yes, football sir. field. Listen, this is not a bad idea when you think about it. We got, we got athletes that are playing two sports, and them, them guys that were doing it were getting beat up. Now, if you can get a job on the Falcons yeah. as a kicker and you're playing baseball, you got a long career. That's not a bad idea. Not at all. Not at all. What advice do you pass along whenever we have a, a sports parent on? Uh, we always want you to pass along some uh, some advice and, and wisdom. What do you have for, for some of the dads out there uh, whose sons may be getting started along the path? They want to know what you did to help your child uh, you, you know, make the ma- maximum effort and get to where they are. Not everybody's going to get to play uh, professionally or in the major leagues, but what it, what uh, what advice would you pass along to the young fathers this morning, Mr. Harris? Yes, uh, pretty much. Uh, I like for the kid to love what he's doing. If a kid's not loving what they're doing, don't push your kid into doing something that they don't want to do. And that's what I found out with Mike Love, and then I start helping them going towards that, and make sure they work hard, school work. 
is very important. That comes first. And family and family support it means everything. All right. Well, that's a good listen. You can't do better than that. Pass that on. Patience is another thing I would imagine fits in there someplace. Yeah. Because you got you got to. Oh, have, really? Yes. <laughs> you got to have some patience. <laughs> no, 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 me. I forgot about that. Patience too. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I think that says it all right I there. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, we are going to get into that, Mister. But but you, you, he's coming home uh, tonight after the team plays in Chicago. Now you guys have had an assignment while he's been away, right? Yes. Yes. So after this call, I got some work to do. I'll be packing up and loading up, heading to Marietta to start his first apartment away from home. So, But he may stay home tonight because his apartment will not be furnished completely yet. So, And plus his Father's we'll Day. we for at least one more night. Yeah, plus his Father's Day. You don't need to be working on this day. See, I told you, man. The family's <laughs> still trying to make Daddy work on Father's Day. <laughs> you know, so, you know. Hey, you... Now, this is, this is worth it, though. Today is worth it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Get him out the house. Hurry <laughs> <laughs> up. He old. He grown folks now. Get him out the house. Uh, Mr. Harris, we can't thank you enough for joining us on this Father's Day. It's great stories and uh, just continued enjoyment, if you will, of uh, as a father watching your son uh, excel here in the major leagues. Yeah. Thank you. I want to thank you guys for having me on today. It really was a blessing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Harrison. Once again, happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day. And happy Father's Day to you. All right. Thank you. That dude, he must be walking around like Popeye with his chest all popped out there and everything. You know what I mean? But but he's making dad work on the dad. Got to go get, got to furnish the apartment. And of all things, it's one thing to pick you up from the airport. Okay, cool. All right. (laughs) Buy me some, you know, be be the kid. No matter what you're doing in life, you're always going to be the kid. Yeah. Mama, you won't make me some of that, you know, whatever that no, you used to make he, me when that. We got to get him out the house. Get out <laughs> you know. Well, but, well, also, too, you know, they're down the south side of town, and that's a commute every day because right now he's going to try to get to a job. Right, that's true. Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, on, on time is late. So, I love the you know. delayed reaction, though. <laughs> 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 I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> then all of a sudden, hang on a second. <laughs> He was serious. That was beautiful. Fantastic. Uh, Thank you again, uh, Michael Harris, uh, for joining us here on this Father's Day. We are going to talk college basketball, pro basketball. we got the draft coming up later on this week, but we want to get Deshaun Tate to come on here and give us his final uh, grade on this NBA season, the Hawks, and what he saw with Golden State. That is all up next. Sam and Greg, on this Father's Day, Juneteenth, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. What I think of when I hear this song, the video? What was that? The video? Yeah. One of my favorite actors. May he rest in peace. Danny Aiello. Ah, played her father in this video. Played her father in that. Yes, yeah. he did. Yes, he did. And the message behind all that and everything, but that's Madonna, right? Yeah. Um, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. On this uh this is Juneteenth, this Father's Day, a day that we have started a new feature. We're trying to help you guys out there. Those of you, maybe in, you know, north side of town that uh, looking for employment, maybe the fire department in Paulding County is a location for you. So every week, we are going to highlight a couple communities 
that have needs in their public service, various public service departments. Mm-hmm. We may hear, we may hear from the Paulding County Police Department next. Yep. State troopers. Who knows? But we are here for that now. That's what we do. Along with jobs in the movie industry, film and TV industry, I should say. That's coming up. Coming up minutes. in a little bit here. Just a few minutes. So, so stay tuned. Yeah, and I got a full one out there. And I mentioned this yesterday. I don't know how many hits I got on it, but the, hey, if you got a motorcycle, you love riding. There's a there's a need for you this week, and they're paying four digits. There you go. You ain't got to learn no lines. You ain't gonna get your hair done. You ain't none of that stuff. <laughs> you just gotta ride. You just gotta be a biker and 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 have a love for motorcycles. Yeah. And you gotta have one too. You can't go around one. That's the other thing that always cracks me. In. They're looking for bikers, and they actually put in the breakdown. You have to have your own bike. As if that would be something that you wouldn't have. Well, you would go and borrow one from somebody. Hey, man, let me hold your bike for a minute. Yeah, for a month while I take it out to Sturgis. <laughs> no, they, they, no, no. Uh, we are efforting our uh, guest, which <laughs> it's been a while since we, we've done this. But he's if there's going to be one person we got to reach out for and, and bang on the door and say, Hey, wake up! <laughs> it's Deshaun. So we're working on Deshaun. We work on that. We work on that. Meanwhile, we mentioned some things that happened. We haven't mentioned the U.S. Open. U.S. Open is, is, is going on. We had it for the final round. And we got some of those names up there that are in striking distance. I mean, Will Zelatoris. I should have mentioned Zellatoris it yesterday. Zelatoris is minus him. four. And uh, Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick are tied at minus four. But one shot back is John Rahm. And I think that's, that's somebody that folks are, are watching for. And then it, it's in play for a number of people. Only a handful are under par. And this is, of course, and and it's been cool. It's been windy. Tiger and made I, the right decision. And I think, yeah, oh my goodness, he would really have a diff- difficult time dealing with this right now. So, are you curious to see how that plays out today? I think the temperature right now is like sixty degrees. If we could imagine sixty degrees right now, what we've been dealing with for the past week. Um, but, okay, but, where's where's this being played at? Philip in, in in Brookline, right, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. And and you earlier were marveling at the fact that this. Cubs game against the Braves, people were sitting out there in yeah, sleep. It's June. It's June, man. Okay, well, you just it's, mentioned it's, it's, something. It's, it's June in, in Massachusetts, too. I know. And folks out there. But, I, but a June to me means at least temperatures in the 70s. Dude, you know that the Mother Nature don't mess around with looking at a calendar. She brings some cold down from Canada, and all of a sudden, y'all sitting there in your shorts and tanning. Let me just remind you who's running things. And next thing you know, you're, you're wearing wind, wind, wind gusts 22 miles per hour is what they watch. But that's. And also about a 50% chance of some partic- uh, precipitation. The weather is going to play a big role in who wins this. It always does when you talk right. about a major tournament because it's never the same each day. Today is going to be a big challenge for the golfers and whoever can survive the, uh, the atmosphere <laughs> as well as the pressure of and playing on the final day, right? Uh, like you need that as well. So we'll see what happens. And you know what? It's happened so the, the emphasis is getting on the golf and not on the live tour like it was before it all started. It's not so much that I think, you know, we focus on and and really where it should be on the final day of a major tournament. You shouldn't be talking about who's playing on what tour. But you know what? Two things when, when we start talking about this. One is you, we said, we haven't talked about the U.S. Open. And quite frankly, the reason why, I don't care. I mean, I, I let me know who won or if there's some action going on later today. Maybe I'll tune in if there's nothing else there. But they know that the thing that brings people to the TV, unless you follow golf or love of it, is not there. And that's Tiger Woods. Now, having said that, you mentioned the Live Tour. I think that that was a conscious effort by them to fill and answer the, fill the void and answer the question that everybody has been asking these last few years since Tiger has making these little 
you know, dipping his toe back into the tour. He's this, he's that, he's healthy, he's not healthy. He's struggling, but he's still a part of it, okay? But he's going through some things. He could have shut it down after the accident. We all would have been cool with it. But he's come back. But it has reminded us that there is no other singular person that moves the needle like him. Or in the case of him, they say he is the needle. So what is the attraction to the sport once he has exited stage left? Wow. Maybe we'll watch these dudes playing for two million bucks when they come in fifth. They come in, you know, fourth or fifth for this tournament being played in America. But it's done differently. You know, we talk about the other football leagues that are going on. By the way, XFL is being sued by somebody right now. But we people aren't going to gravitate toward the, the USFL games, the XFL games, unless they well, love. That's minor league. Exactly. It's they, minor they, league. There's guys trying to play their way into a camp. I mean, the, I understand what you're looking at. This is a different deal, but I understand what you're saying. The controversy is, I think, is driving some people maybe to at least to, peep for, at this. To, this the eyes—that's all they you know want. I mean? And they want to see. We'll see how these guys that broke away. Let's see how. Let's see how, how they're doing. Or the guys who spoke out against them. Let's see how they're doing. So maybe you got a little bit of that uh, causing people to. Tune and they got a TV contract, and you know the names. This is not like the USF where you may not know these people. You know these people that are playing over there. And whether they are playing at the same level or, or have the same scores as they would if they're on the PGA Tour, they have become relevant in a way, and you want to watch them in a way that you haven't. Because there's 125 guys you know, going into a tournament, and if Sergio Garcia or Phil or these, some of these other, Dustin Johnson, aren't there on top of the leaderboard right away, we don't think about them until they're there. Now you only got a handful of dudes. And if you watch this with any kind of regularity over the first few weeks, you're pretty much going to know all the players that are playing. So you become familiar that way. I just think, say what you will about the people behind this tour, they see that the PGA is going to have a big void to fill when Tiger completely shuts it down and doesn't go. Because they don't have that dude. We were, we were promised it. How many different people? Rory, who's you know in this one, he was going to be the next guy. You can't, you can't catch the lightning in a bottle that are these special athletes. You just can't do it. And once they're gone, you can't. You know, just grab anybody from the sidelines and bring them in. That's what basketball tried to do after Jordan. And they're going to try and do it again. Now, luckily, that sport has got a lot of really young stars, so they have turned it over. But football, same thing. But this, 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 this sport filled with private contractors, much like we say about tennis, yep. is they got an issue ahead of them and what they're going to try and do. And, you know. Tennis doesn't have another league starting up where it's competing and making those guys jump ship the way they do. But this is something that the PGA, I don't know what the conversations are like in the back offices, but they got to know that, you know, we got a long-term issue here. Yep. And then you have to think about what's happened during during uh, Tiger's time. More people have watched. More people have gotten into the sport. More people have taken the sport up. I don't think those people are not going to watch. And so that's more people than there were originally. When we talk about because we're talking about the people who are sitting on the fence, but there are a lot more people who come under the tent during this time who care about the sport and will support it and will watch it regardless of who, who's out there. He, I, he, he may have brought them in, but once you learn something, you embrace something. You know, I don't you, know that you, they're you staying. Support it. I don't know that they're staying at the level that you may believe they are. I believe he yes, he did get a ton of people uh, interested in golf in a way because he was right there with them. But him being gone right, this is a dude who, when he's playing, he does the same thing. Now, I'm not going to compare the size of the audience, okay, but I'm making an analogy here. If you follow football, you know with the, 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 the craziness that you, you know, you see on a weekly basis during the season. 
But it's a whole different beast on Super Bowl Sunday. You got people coming in for various reasons, whether it's watching the commercials. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's America's only unofficial holiday. Okay? This is what he does. He brings people because he's playing to event A, B, or C. And nobody, nobody else does that. Nobody else in team sports. There's few that do it in team sports. But as far as tennis, another, another sport where you've got private contractors running things, Serena was the last person. When she got into a final, folks were coming in. Not at the level of Tiger, but they were coming in. Auto racing, I don't know, maybe a little bit when Junior was still going at it. Michael, uh, Our boy Lewis Hamilton didn't do it, F1. He was acknowledged for a period of time as the greatest, but he didn't bring people to the TV. It's harder, but this guy does something that I think is irreplaceable. And he, he, he has put this tour in a position where there is no amount of money. There's nothing they can do to fix it because it's an inexplainable quality, that it factor. Yeah. I don't think you want to fix it. I just think. Well, to, for to, them, to, as, a, to, as a business, you want well, to. You well, want to have somebody that comes and brings well, people to the TVs. Okay, but you until you have that person, like I said, you got more people who took an interest in the sport than people who never even watched it. Who did, and then their children. Remember, he was marketed to children. Those children now have children who appreciate the sport and will watch it, whether he's there or not. Because most of the time they've grown up, he wasn't playing. But their parents, because they came under the tent when Tiger was young, have taught them the game. So we're talking about people who appreciate the game. It's kind of like what's happening here with soccer. You know, you got people who've grown up with it. You and I didn't grow up with it, but there are people in the next generation who've grown up with soccer. There's an appreciation for it. We bring, a, we bring a professional team to our city and 71,000 folks buy tickets to go see it. So, I mean, I, I think that's the, the residual effect, you know, from, from Tiger Woods. No, you know, you talk about the one person makes everybody, the people who sit on the fence, the people who don't even care about golf will tune in and watch. Sure, you want somebody who can do that. But I think there are more people under the tent now than there were before, percentage-wise. And that's something that it's up to the PGA Tour or the Live Tour or whoever the, the guardians of golf are. Uh, to make sure those people stay on board and, and, stay, and stay plugged in. I agree with you, and I'm going to rephrase my statement because you're absolutely right. Golf as a sport will benefit from, and you can we can argue back and forth of the actual numbers of people who came, as you put it, under the tent and are following the sport and maybe starting to play. We know that they're not playing at the same level. Young folks aren't playing at the same level because, A, it, it still costs a lot it's of money to get us. into golf. Yep. And we have seen, and this is, i got to phrase this because I'm not that – Older dude who keeps throwing millennials under the bus. I don't do that. But the patience of younger athletes isn't the same. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah. As others. They don't want to ride the bus like people used to as far as baseball. They want to get on SportsCenter last night. And so the patience. That's participants and the spectators. Okay. So the, the, the patience that goes along. Well, you think we got all this with, stuff out here at the battery. <laughs> you know, we got everything going on. Oh, yeah, there's a baseball game in here. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, party we're, broke we're, out, we're yeah. Ch- you know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's gotten that So way. the patience that it takes to be good at any professional sport is 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 different now in, in, in 2022 than it was in the 70s, 80s, 90s, or whatever. And I'm saying especially with golf. Because if you're good at golf, it's still maddening. <laughs> and, 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 that, and, and that's what, you know, we talk about the folks down the road at Augusta, the, the, the green jacket folks, and whether they stuck in the past or, or whatever. And somebody had the foresight enough, I don't know, it was Billy Payne, whoever, to bring young folk out there on that Sunday morning before the tournament starts. When I lived and worked down there, that wasn't about to happen. But hmm. to bring young folk and let them touch and let it be shown. And to me, just 
stuff like that. Now, I don't know if any other tournaments get an idea to do anything like that and incorporate it into their event, but the fact that the Masters does it is a clue that, hey, young people, if you play the game, you're going to get a chance to do this. We're going to watch you. We're going to give you that attention, that gratification. So to, to your point, yes, golf will benefit from it. My analogy really should have been pointed at the people who want this to happen are the networks. Oh, yeah. They're the ones out on the ledges right now sitting there going, you know, please bring us, deliver us another savior because they're the ones who are suffering from the lack of having that transcendent figure playing the sport. Hey, it is Sam and Greg on this uh, Father's Day. We are going to uh, let you know about some job opportunities that are out there. Talk a little show business up next. Casting call. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 The Game.com. It's Sam and Greg. Happy, happy, happy Father's Day. And of course, Juneteenth, too. Uh, I mentioned earlier for those of you who, who may still be behind the eight ball as to Juneteenth and everything it represents and, you know, why 1865. All that information is waiting for you online. And uh, one of the people that you want to Google, too, along with Juneteenth, is General Gordon Granger. We'll give you a little assignment there. You guys check that out. And. We don't want to preach to folks, right? We just yeah. want to give them the information, let them go up, find um, out where it is. Juneteenth, also known as as, as Freedom Day. Yes, it is. It was known. Um, well, and, wait, and wait there, mention something. talking about an event that's going on. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I just yeah. want to get what you heard coming back. Okay. Do you know what that was from? Oh, you didn't watch that show. Okay. That's my favorite show. Okay. That was The Sopranos. Okay. The theme to The Sopranos. Okay. Nine years ago, today, we lost James Gandolfini. Whoa. Nine, nine years? In, in 2013. Oof. Nine years ago. So, again, just take a, take a second. We've talked, there's been a number of things that we've talked about throughout the show that give you reason to pause um, because of their age or, or the, the way time has passed. Um, we were talking earlier, I, I put Sam, you know, David Pollack, her own yeah. David Pollack, the, the voice of ESPN College Football, on one of them, uh, turned 40 years old today. Yeah. That yeah, just that, makes, that's amazing. I'm like, wow. That <laughs> makes some folks grab their I'm lower like, back and go, ugh. And like, yikes. Um, who was another one that happened on this day? Um, Felicia Rashad. It's her birthday today. Really? And my question is this. Yes. What, she's not married to him anymore. No. She's not married to, 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 to Ahmad. Right. Take her old name back. The Allen name is as fa- Debbie Allen is more famous than Ahmad Rashad. I'm willing to put that out there. Well, that works for Debbie. No, but I'm saying the family name, why well, go back to her family name? Well, she's doing what works for her. Well, she ain't married to the dude no more, man. Okay, and right. and she's her family name is as famous as his name. Okay. I'm saying. All right. Well, Tina wanted to keep turning. I can't hear a word you just said. I said Tina, want, <laughs> Tina wanted to keep turning on her name. Right? Well, there's been nobody named Bullock. She right? checked. Right, right. The, the name got my daddy blood on it. The name stays home. Oh, well. We can have this thing about it. I was just curious about that. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki, 44 years old today. Okay. Anyway, that was that was just one. But, I, I, you know, when I saw James Gandolfini, we lost him on this day. I'll tell you another one, and I'm, I'm going to get back to this feeling old and, and just basketball fans. We've been talking about the NBA Finals, and, and it ended, and that Celtics team, and you could 
that organization had a body blow in a way it took them years to recover from, and it happened on this date when they lost Len Bias. Yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. That 86 team, which this was the year that he passed, was 86. That team with Bird and Bill Walton, you know, when they went back and forth with the Lakers, they say, and they did win the championship that year, but that was the best Celtics team, period. That 86 team. And imagine a young kid coming out of Maryland being a part of it. Would he have been on the team? No, he would have been on the, the following next, year. The next okay. Year, the next well, they could have used him in 87. Well, I mean, they <laughs> steps in there and they don't miss a beat. As those guys, you know, step away, he's ready to step in. And also, exactly. and also Reggie Lewis. Yes, yes. Um, you know, those two players, uh, they, you know, uh, lived to be a part of uh, the Celtics. You wonder what would have happened with that franchise going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Manute Bowl lost on this day. Okay. 2010. Ooh. I'd forgotten about that too. Oof. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, the game. Oh, guy, he's way up there. Wasn't he though? Oof. I'd like to see a one-on-one between him and you know back in the day, him and uh, was it Taco uh, <laughs> from the Celtics? <laughs> what that would have been like, or uh, Batumbo? Yeah. Um, you were in the middle of saying yeah, something here. You, you mentioned Juneteenth and, and people looking for things. A lot of things took place yesterday, parade and city, but there are events going on today and some tomorrow. But today is actually. Uh, June 19th. And so the Atlanta History Center, if you haven't been there, Atlanta History Center uh, has something special going on for you. It's up in Buckhead. It's called Jubilee on the Lawn. And it starts in about 15 minutes. It's from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. today. And um, a lot about the history. And of course, the Atlanta History um, Center is proud to say they have hosted a Juneteenth event since 2013. So it's nothing new for them, for the center. And if you haven't been, you ought to go in there and find out some of the history of the the city, once again, and contributions that we made. They're focusing on, on black history, uh, present and the future in Atlanta. We have things, business, um, decades since the Civil War, and foodways, music, art, and more. Uh, that's uh, all coming up in just a few minutes, and it goes on all day um, at, uh, at the Atlanta History Center. Again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game. Com. Coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about these OTAs the Falcons are going through. Got some sound from some of the folks and just uh, give you a little bit of taste and an idea of what they're going through. Really can't get into a deep dive with them. They're still in shorts. I ain't even in a pad yet, but still, we're going to talk about that. Joe Patrick is going to join us coming up. Talk Atlanta United and Atlanta Braves as they try to get um, one up there in Wrigley Field. They've <laughs> had a tough time. It Man, takes we just 1060 to, Addison. Let's win one before we get out of town. But it's a it's a beautiful looking day up there. I'm just telling you, cold or not, or having a little windy underneath the the stands or not. Mm. Um, you guys know the the drill here. It's go to 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. If this is something that you're interested in, those of you that have jobs or you know this is most of you, this is just kind of a. Uh, I don't really think about that. I got I'm, I'm good right now. But there's a lot of you out there. Even just a few of you that have been on the fence as far as, hey, man, listen, this industry's here. It's $10 billion plus. They're in every county in the, in the entire state. Maybe I'll just submit. I got a few weeks off or I'm, I lost my part-time job. So maybe I'll start doing some extra work. And you want to submit yourself. That's a reason. Maybe you've got a job that would be um, something that would be a part of a crew and you don't like your boss or that job's going away. And you're thinking about, hey, listen, maybe I can get on one of these crews and, and be a carpenter or an electrician or whatever it might be. So there are opportunities there. But this week, as far as in front of the camera, because I spent the last couple of weeks talking about behind the camera opportunities, and they're still there. 
But I did want to mention this because I rarely mention price. But the first one you're going to see is from Destination Casting. Uh, January is doing a uh, film called One Fast Move. This week they're casting bikers. Now, I shouldn't say biker, biker like the what you think of. Just, <laughs> just most, motorcycle yeah. enthusiasts. Okay. Okay. But and again, it's kind of vague. I can only go by what is what is written here. You know, they're looking for those people to portray bike racers. Okay. But the first part just says people who love motorcycles. And it's not a period piece, so that could be tattoos all over the place. They haven't said anything. But the point for, for saying this is and pointing it out, rarely do they put prices with a lot of these breakdowns. But they did with this one. Okay. So they're trying to cast bikers, real bikers, at 1000 bucks a day. Ooh. 1000 bucks a day. That ain't you get, bad. You get your bike or get somebody's bike. You get somebody's bike, and all they want from you, you know, obviously, you you know, send them your pictures, males or females, all ethnicities to be uh, motorcycle racers, must have a bike and the gear, they say, 18 years and over. So just follow the information that's there, what they're asking for, name, age, height, weight, contact information, uh, some clear pictures. Don't send them any of your high school pictures. They want stuff from, from like, the last week or so, or go out there and take some. Take some with, you know, you standing next to your bike. And just submit them to the email address you will see there, attached to the breakdown. Underneath that one, Destination Casting is also looking for people who want to be protesters. She's got a couple night scenes coming up. Not the one with the bikers, but there's protesters and there's cops. And those are night shoots. So think about maybe recreating something that was happening during Black Lives Matter and the the protests that went on around the country. Well, those things started at like 7, 8 o'clock at night. Yep. That's what this is going to be about. It's not that particular one, but I'm saying they're looking for protesters, and it will be an overnight shoot. So, listen, they're going to be a call time of probably 7 p.m. Okay. But you're going to get fed. You're going to be taken care of. Oh, yeah. You will eat on a a film or TV set in a way that I won't say better than everything you've ever had. It's going to be good, It's going to be good. It's It's going to be be ribsteak. That's why Greg don't eat before a scene. (laughs) <laughs> if I get there and they're getting ready to go to lunch, yeah. nine times out of ten, I will not eat before I go do that scene because I'm I'm ready for a nap. And I can't, can't go do I it. Experience that. I experienced it. I know I would work one scene from one movie many years ago. It was downtown Atlanta and overnight, and they had the grills out there and the chefs came out there mm-hmm. and cooked everything. And it was, it was the middle of the night, man, but it was great. It was great, yep. <laughs> if, and by the way, if you're a cook – that, listen, there's better place. There's not many places better than being a part of a movie crew and, and cooking. And, and the people that you will run into, not just the stars, just the interesting, eclectic group of people that make up a, a movie set. And, and again, Steven Spielberg talked about this when he was, you know, that documentary about Jurassic Park when they got stranded in Hawaii because this massive storm was coming. And then it like destroyed a number of the sets and the things that they wanted to do. And there was just like life had to be rebuilt in a lot of that area. And they had gone and done construction before that to set it up a certain kind of way. Anyway, he came out and said, uh, you know, I never really realized this before. This is Spielberg talking. But were I to be stranded on a desert island or be someplace isolated from everybody, the group of people I want around me is a movie crew. Because you got every imaginable occupation yeah, you, you can right, think of. Right. Listen, if you want to sue somebody and you're on a desert island, they got lawyers there. So what, whatever you need, doctors, lawyers, I mean everything. So um, you want to check out the jobs behind the cameras. Extras Cast in Atlanta got a new TV project. Looking for people to just kind of be in multiple roles because they're creating a city scene. There's a scene in an art gallery. They need people for just fresh faces, Hilton Casting, for a new TV show called Houston. 
And basically, the ladies are trying to fill up their database. The ladies being Heather and and uh, uh, Emily. Okay. I want to give them shout outs there. They're filling they're filling their databases. They need men, women, and kids. So we're gonna shoot nine to ninety we're, years old. We're gonna shoot a show called Houston here. Call well, the title could be anything, but yes. A show that's the magic of Hollywood. You know how many shows are filmed here that are supposed to be somewhere else? Dude, they did Baywatch, one of the most famous shows about a beach ever, and they filmed it in Savannah. In Savannah. Well, Savannah's got a beach. Okay, but they ain't got big waves like California. Well, no, but they got a beach. Okay. At, at least. That's one of the reasons why they filmed it here. So you just asked, Houston in Georgia? Yeah, because they can make, we have every landmass except a desert and icebergs. You know, the folks in Houston might have a little issue with that. I don't we know. Don't care. Uh, Eric, what well, I don't know about Houston. I just know I remember one day, maybe two years ago, I'm coming into the station. Right down downstairs, you see all these NYPD fire trucks mm-hmm. and police cars because Atlanta was supposed to be New York on that day. So did you talk about right down? I bet yeah, I knew what it was. was. Oh, I know what it was. It was a major movie. Go ahead. No, but you know what the movie was? Yes, I do. What? It was Spider Man, I believe. No. What was it? How long ago was this? Two years. Okay. No, that wasn't Spider Man. What you saw was Ant Man. Ant Man. Okay. That's and Spider Man. Ant Man. Okay. Know. But yeah. But they rented out the corner where we are, uh-huh. 14th Street yep. and Peachtree. That's high rent district. Yeah. And the office in City Hall does nothing but give out permits for the film industry. Well, one of the things that they do um, to, to shoot in certain areas. Now, think about this for a second. If I told you that it was $200,000 a day to take out a section of Bankhead Highway, pick the area, Bankhead Highway. Okay. But take out two hundred grand to shut down a two block radius of Bankhead Highway for you know per day. Now, couple that with you got to shut down Fourteenth Street and Peachtree Street in downtown Atlanta. How ten, much that permit costs? Ten times the amount, probably. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see the actual bottom line, but wow. yes, a lot more. Yeah. So when you hear those two words, show business, right? That's the business of that's show right. business. Yeah. And because you have to shut down all those businesses around. Right. Case in point, we talked to Carl from uh, Off the Hook Barbershop. Right. His, his, that location has been in a number of productions. So they come in and knock, call, hey, Carl, how you doing? Uh, we're from such and such production. We want to use it. I know Tyler Perry's used it in a bunch of other shows, but they come in and see Carl, and he got six or eight barbers that are there that are now going to be gone. He makes sure that those guys get a percentage, in some cases more than they may make that pretender, particular day. And he rents it out on a regular basis. But all those businesses have to be shut down. Think about this. The rerouting of public transportation around 14th and Peachtree while they're out there shooting Ant-Man. That gets shut down. That's got to be diverted. So there's all sorts of logistical issues that come depending on the part of the city that you want to shoot at. New York, they're used to that. L.A., they're used to that. Atlanta is getting used to it, but it's still a bit of an issue because we aren't a grid. You can't get on Roosevelt Road in, in Oak Park and take that straight into downtown Chicago like you can. I'm picking the one that I know of. But in New York, just like that, too, in Manhattan. You, you got Fifth Avenue messed up, so you're going to go to this street. That'll take you all the way down. That's the cumbersome nature of doing things in this city. But the industry has found ways around it, and they're, they're dealing with it. And it's much better than it was five, six, seven years ago. You know, hearing you throw those numbers out. I know that uh, Rick Ross lets his mansion be used a lot. Regularly. For, regularly. You know, yeah. too, too bad this industry wasn't here 20 years ago. Maybe the old boxer could have held on to that house for a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, 
Maybe we could have. Maybe uh, we could have. Yeah. Now, my, my thoughts of our restaurant out here on Cheshire Bridge that has been around for a very long time, and they've maintained a decor that looks like it's in the 1970s. It looks like a scene you could look for the Brady Bunch to come in there and, 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 and go out to eat. They maintain it that way because it is always sought for, like you was talking about, period pieces. Right. And they will come in and shut the place down for a week. Whoever works there, whatnot, they're going to pay the folks, yep. whatnot, and they come in because they're, they're using it. They've used it for a number, a number. You don't want to say in the business or? Uh, Colonnade. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's decorated just like something out of the late 60s and 70s. The upholstery and everything have not changed it. You know, I'm sure it's not the same upholstery, but they replaced it with the same to maintain that look. And by the way, if you have a business, as long as we're talking about this, the bring that down just a little bit because I'm and I know we got to get out. The Atlanta Film and Television Source Book. I'm going to say it again. The Atlanta, excuse me, the Georgia Film and mm-hmm. Television. Television source book, Georgia Film and Television Source Book. It's online. It is the industry Bible, if you will. If you have a business and you brought up one on Beaufort Highway, I'll tell you one that you see in a ton of things and in commercials and in shows. Silver Skillet, right there on 14th, right on the other side of Expressway. That thing is, I shot a Georgia lottery shot, uh, spot <laughs> there, but it is used in a ton of things. But if you have a business and you want to let the industry know that you have this and you're willing to work with them and you're going to shut it down, that's where you post it. Let them know. In that book, and there's an area, you know, there's always been one, I imagine it's still there, that I have business access, I have barbershop this, I have car wash, uh, Y, and we'd like you to know about it, where it's located, and if you want to come rent it out, we're happy to work with you. That's where you go, the Georgia Film and Television Source Book. And it's not just for businesses, it's you got horses, you got farms, you got classic cars, whatever you have, a big backyard with a gazebo, let them know about it. Because, you know, my, my good friend, Mila Rain, she is the head of a locations department for a number of productions. That's, those are the first folks there, like the Marines, when a movie is uh, getting made in this area. The first people that get out there, got to find the places, locations, folks. So, anyway, you guys got any more questions about any of this stuff? Greg.Clarkson, Odyssey.com. Um, or you can check out the list right now. Get cast with Greg on Twitter. Moving to the 9 o'clock hour up next. Going to talk about them Falcons and what's going on at the uh, OTA. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.